Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Eat your vitamins, say your prayers, and stick it straight up all your candy asses! And you never let The Rock make his pancakes, did you? You wanted The Rock to make chocolate chip cookies, blueberry muffins, but never pancakes. Go get me a cheeseburger. Go get The Rock a cheeseburger. No ketchup. You mind uh, giving a little blow just one time for The Rock? The Rock, ask you something. You ready to go out there and whoop some ass? You ready to go out there and whoop candy ass? Let's get ready to podcast! Hangsy, Banksy, Rock, Bottom is a podcast for two dumb media best friends, put Tom Hanks in a headlock, and are about to be choke slammed by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'm Sam Siegel, and I can smell the rock is cooking your candy asses! <laughs> Um, I'm your wrestling instructor for this week. I oh, okay. I am Luke Patrick. Yeah, I'm here to teach you how to do chokeholds and the thing with the ropes where you slam into them mm-hmm. and then yeah. s- fly backwards and tackle people. Yeah, that's okay, that's cool. what I'm here to do. Um, I mean, do you think I've been doing a good job lately with your wrestling? Yeah. Um. There's always room for improvement. Ooh, you know, that's basically a no, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah, wouldn't. That's I mean, a... you really put me in a corner on that one. As your wrestling I coach. I did, yeah. I, that's I, a... Yeah, I, I gotta be honest with you. That's what you pay me for, Sam. <sighs> yeah. Sort of weird that I pay you as mm-hmm. my coach. Um, <laughs> Especially but... considering... I know one wrestling move, and it's... Well, I guess I know the chokehold and the full Nelson, and that's Uh, it. Well, then by extension, you would know the half Nelson. Yeah, so I guess I've got three under my belt, and that's that's my entire bona fides, is three wrestling moves. So I don't know how I got this job in the first place. It is a real puzzler, Um, and frankly, all the more hurtful that you just gave me a soft no... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey man i may not know anything i may not know dick about wrestling but watching you do it leaves room <laughs> for improvement fantastic well luke uh this week of course we did watch 2019's fighting with my family yes and, we did and i'm very much wondering how was that watch sam my watch was uneventful watched it with the roommate had a wonderful time Sam, how is your watch? Because I understand there's quite a lot to digest with sort of your whole pizzone this week. Oh, there's a lot, and none of it's good because this is historically bad. Mm -hmm. This is apocalyptically (laughs) shitty. Uh, Folks, I started this watch on May 6th while I was on American Airlines Flight 2543 LAX to DFW. And Jesus fucking Christ, was that the best part of my day? Mm -hmm. Because it just went down fucking hill from there. Shout out to American Airlines, the shittiest airline on the fucking planet. Yeah. Which is a real race when EasyJet exists. Yeah. But (laughs) let, let let me just take a fucking minute here to talk about this flying toilet of an airline. Yeah. Okay. Because they're dog shit. They're utterly fucking terrible. Do you know Do you know in their infinite wisdom how American Airlines decided to route me, a resident of Little Rock, Arkansas, to Long Beach, California? Um, I already know the details, and they are buck wild, but why don't you clue in the fans? Uh, yeah, it was to fly to Chicago, and then Phoenix, and then Long Beach. 
hey, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You have a major hub right at DFW. I could shit and hit fucking DFW from Little Rock. Mm-hmm. But no, let's fly Sam straight north to Chicago, a tantalizingly nice city that Sam would much rather go to than Long Beach, California. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my Long Beach bros. <laughs> Fuck your city, I guess. Actually, uh, quick note, I did actually have a pretty nice time in Long Beach. The aquarium, top-notch. The food, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so to our, like, two Long Beach listeners. Actually, we may... Yeah. I don't know. If you're a Long Beach r- listener, please email us. Because yeah. I actually think there's quite a few of you now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, there might be a handful. And if you haven't, go to the attic because it's fucking good. Yeah. It's a great restaurant. Yeah, and unlike anyway. the uh, hibachi in Rock Springs, Wyoming, if you do go, we will not be paying for your dinner. That's on God, you. no. God, yeah. no. I racked up a bill there, <laughs> so I don't want to see anybody else's. Um. Anyway... So, uh, American Airlines, of course, you know, they can't get anything right. So, of course, our flight uh, leaving LAX was late because American Airlines is nothing if not late all the time. Yeah. Uh, So, we get into DFW a little late. Now, folks, I saw on the American Airlines app, which everyone at American Airlines highly recommends that you use as your best source of information. And it said that our flight was land uh, flight was to Little Rock was leaving from gate B42. Yeah. So I know where B42 is and I start heading that way. Then uh my wife and I both update the app, just refresh it, you know, a normal fucking thing to do. Suddenly, the app tells me that my flight is leaving from B-19, and my wife's app is telling her that the same flight is leaving from B-16. Hmm. Hey, hey, American? Hey. Hey, American? Let me just fucking tell you something. Can you you back off the mic a little bit? No. (laughs) Let me just fucking tell you something, American. If you're going to tell people to use your fucking app, maybe make sure that the fucking app tells people where their fucking plane is. Mm, Yes. Why in fuck's name would it not have the right gate? Luke, why? Yeah, yeah. why wouldn't it even have the same wrong gate? It does... I gotta tell you, as a as a as a software engineer and as a human being, I'm confused on both fronts. It doesn't make any sense. Just miserable. So we go hurtling through Terminal B, and uh, which uh, strangely enough has next to no information screens telling me the actual location of my plane. Yeah. We and folks, it's a big terminal. So we do some running. We're very tired. We get to B-19. What's that? There's no fucking plane there. We go to B-16. What's that? Flight to Northwest Arkansas. Nope. (laughs) Wrong again. (laughs) Close, but no cigar. Then I hear the terminal-wide call saying, Hey, final boarding for the flight to Little Rock. You dumb piece of shit, Sam Siegel. I fucking hate you and the Jews. That's right, folks. American <laughs> Airlines hates Jews. Um, so we go running back to the gate. Somehow we make it. Door Boarding door still open. Walk up, and they say, are you standby? And I said, no, I'm actually ticketed on this one. And they said, nope, we're not taking anyone else. And they close the door and Holy tell me to go shit. fuck myself. Holy shit, Sam. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, they closed the door in my face, and you know what? They didn't even put me on standby for the next flight. What the fuck? I had to stand around, fuming, and wait for someone to show up and be like, uh, talk to the other people on standby, and then I came up and said, am I on standby for the next flight? I missed this one because of your shithole app. And they said, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> Let me put you on standby now. You're like fifth on the list. So it's like, cool, I get to wait around here for another hour. So I wait around the hotel, still extremely angry. We do not make it on the next flight. Uh, the next available flight, folks, 24 hours from that point. Jesus So now Christ. I have to find a hotel. We find a hotel. It works out. And then here's the thing, Luke. Mm-hmm. I didn't pack clothes expecting to spend the night in Dallas, so I just had crusty old underwear to wear <laughs> and dirty shirt and dirty socks, so I had to go to a fucking mall in Frisco, Texas, where I'm sure I have contracted COVID, and I'm going and I had to buy some new underwear from the Gap and a t-shirt and some pants. So I bought all new clothes. So I didn't stink like ass yeah. on the flight home. Get to the airport ungodly early. Make the flight home. Flight is fine. Speedy quick. And then, and then Luke, Yeah. we get to Little Rock. Yeah. And see, my wife checked her bag the, f- the first time we were supposed to go home. See, I was wondering about this while you were sort of... See, I didn't get the full details. To part the Komodo a little bit, this is all mostly new information to me. But I knew there was a kerfuffle happening, and I did wonder, amidst the kerfuffle, what about that checked bag, Sam? Yeah, so Kenna checked a bag, I did not. And, see, the thing is, I figured her bag made it, because American didn't lie about the location of the plane yeah. to our bag. Yeah. <laughs> they just lied about it to us. Yeah. Um, because their app is dog shit. In, fa- in fact, I could never check in to our rescheduled flight on the app because it kept telling me to pick seats. And then even after I had checked in at the airport, it kept telling me that I needed to check into the flight. It is a terrible fucking app. Do not trust it. American is lying to you. Anyway, we get, we get, and it's like, 8 p.m. I guess. Yeah. And we get to the like baggage office in the Little Rock Airport, and there's no one fucking there. Yeah. You you expect that, don't you? Mm-hmm. And but you know what was in there? What? My wife's bag. Nice. Did you just take that bad boy? It was on the other side of a locked window. Oh. <laughs> tantalizingly close yeah so so i went over to the delta baggage office which was staffed because delta's a good airline and the guy said i'm sorry i have no control over them you'll have to use the courtesy phone so my wife uses the courtesy phone and a guy comes over and th- the wildest shit mm-hmm my wife just says, that bag's mine, and he goes, okay, and hands it to her. <laughs> there was a, dude, there was a big box of Milwaukee tools, and I should have just claimed it and sold them. Yeah, I mean, you should have. Right now, you should be the Milwaukee tools guy. I should be the Milwaukee tools guy. So all that to say, not a good watch, Luke. Yeah, well, the watch itself sounds like... Okay, now break this down for me. So the watch Mm -hmm. itself, before you didn't know any of this was about to happen, did you have a good watch? It was suboptimal, I would say. Okay. Um, You know, the plane was kind of hot. I was wearing a mask. There was a man a few rows up coughing. So again, I probably have COVID. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but between that, the Frisco mall and the guy at the airport who was hacking up his own fucking lung as I was trying to eat my dinner, probably got the nasty bug. Yeah. Probably Um, got the Rona, huh? Yeah. uh, So it was not a terribly comfortable watch. Yeah. It sounds like adverse conditions, both in the past, present and future of, of that watch. Yeah, the the ghost of airport future did come to me during the movie and yeah. said, you're fucking in for it, dick. <laughs> I'm I, sorry, I just, man. I just really need to put it out there. Folks, 
I would rather be blasted out of a fucking cannon into a brick wall than ever fly American Airlines ever again. Yeah. It is such a poorly run airline. And look, we did deal with some very nice gate agents who were very helpful and and tried some stuff. But boy, oh boy, do they not know how to schedule a a fucking flight or uh, make an app that tells you accurate information. Well, what's crazy, and you know this as a dedicated Microsoft Flight Sim uh, sort of partaker, uh-huh. those gates are scheduled like way the fuck in advance at big airports like that. Like they know before the plane yeah. is taken off what gate it's landing at. Yeah, I mean, sometimes there's a little bit of jiggery pokery where yeah. they, they, you know, shovel some planes around as you do, like cards. Uh,. But, yeah, for the most part, they know where that plane's going. Yeah, it'd be like, wild if they bef- didn't. If they were like, I don't, we'll take off and then we'll we'll find a spot, fingers crossed for you, guy. Yeah, it's, uh, shockingly enough, an airport is not a hotel valet lot mm-hmm. where it's just people <laughs> flying by the seat of their pants being like, I'll just shove a car here, I guess. Yeah. You, d- you don't do that with airplanes. You typically, before they get in the sky, you know where you're going to put them. Yeah. Yeah. So why this information couldn't have been conjured for you through their application, I don't know. But I am I am deeply sorry for the the butt fuckery that you have endured through all of this, Sam. Again, what genuinely baffles me is that the app was correct until I refreshed it and then it was no longer correct. So Mm -hmm. that means that they had it right. And then they went. Nah. Yeah. Nah, let's fuck this up. Yeah. And then they shut the door on you. Yeah, they did. They shut the door. And look, they had probably given my seat away to somebody on standby. But still, you know, American Airlines is uh, an airline that's bad enough that even Hitler would think it was too cruel to put (laughs) anyone on it. (laughs) Even this one, man. I don't don't know about this one, guys. This yeah. seems a oh, little... Oh, no. American Airlines? No, that is that is too evil even for me, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, and I hate the stank you're bringing to this watch, because I had just the most blissful experience Yeah, and with I my wanted watch. to enjoy this one. Yeah. I really did. Yeah. Yep, but yep, yep. you know what? I'm home now. Mm-hmm. I never have to get on American Airlines plane again because, again, I would rather have an angry gorilla tear my nuts off. <laughs> Which we can arrange. We know a guy through Rampage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we fly, do. We'll fly you down to San Diego using literally anybody else, maybe Spirit. Um, oh, I don't <laughs> Honestly, I would really rather take Delta, which will fly me to Atlanta first and yeah. then out there. Yeah, but we'll do that. We'll arrange you a flight out to San Diego where a gigantic albino gorilla will just sort just of rip those puppies right off for you. Excellent. It sounds fucking blissful Yeah, compared to, to what I've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, should we do the plot for the movie? It's It's been <laughs> like 17 minutes. Yeah, we should probably. If you're, are you comfortable talking about this movie, or do you have, do you have any other grievances you want to get out of the way before we sort of hard pivot, before we land this plane at the proper gate and really start hammering away at the movie? Mm, yeah, I'll. Uh, can I air like two more grievances? Yeah, I mean, you got all the time in the world, man. We're 17 minutes in. This is a movie podcast. Fuck it. Yeah. Hey, fuck you, Dallas. Yeah. And also, uh, DFW, you suck shit, your bathrooms are too small, and I found an empty catheter bag behind the toilet. (laughs) That's truly excellent. Oh, this reminds me, while I'm thinking about it. I gotta tell you, it didn't feel excellent when I saw it. When when you got real angry, you pushed your mic. Can you just confirm for me that your mic is in a good spot and everything? Because you were peeking pretty hard there, bud. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, okay, we're cool. all good. All right, cool, cool, cool. Just got <laughs> to think about those listeners right there hey, real quick. man, I'm a professional, okay? <laughs> when I get, put my mouth on my pop filter, on my microphone, when I pull away from it, after you tell me not to yell about the American Airlines app into it, 
I make sure All right. that my audios are buttery smooth. Yeah. Like the landing of a Delta Airlines flight. <laughs> Folks, this episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. This episode genuinely should have been brought to you by Delta Airlines. <laughs> I feel like have. if we had called them up and explained the situation, they'd be like, yeah, we'll throw you 50 bucks. Sure, <laughs> man. Yeah. How about just a free flight anywhere? Yeah. One flight you choose. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuck yeah, I'll I'll fucking talk shit about any airline you want as long as it ain't Delta, God's own airline. Yeah, God himself would fly business class Delta for sure. Mm, yes, yes. All right, well, shaking off all of that energy. Let's just let's just. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lucy Goosey, 2019's Fighting With My Family. Fighting With My Family, Sam. Fighting With My Family. Uh, is a movie about wrestling. Uh, yep. written, written and directed by Stephen Merchant, who we saw in The Tooth Fairy. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty fun. Um, and it's about the real life story of the wrestler Paige, who's from Norwich, England. Mm-hmm. And uh, sort of coming from a wrestling family, some Nick Frost and the girl that, or not girl, excuse me, the woman that plays Cersei Lannister. Yeah, Lena Hetty, Luke. Lena Hetty, thank you. Yes. You're welcome. Um, Even I knew that at 36,000 feet. Yeah. Um, are her parents, they're a big wrestling family. She's got a brother who's a, a big wrestler. And they try out for the WWE in London and they both want to get in but she gets in her brother doesn't typical sports movie from this point forward there's a dip where she's really struggling she's not making any friends uh she goes back home and almost considers quitting her brother sort of on the down down end of things here Mm -hmm. uh he's drinking a lot he's not being very good to his kid or to his girlfriend so you're kind of wondering what's going to happen with him is he going to figure his shit out and then uh Sports movie. There's a big montage of her training. She gets her shit together. Her brother figures out what it is that he has with his family and his new family with his girlfriend and kid gets his shit mm-hmm. together. And then Paige goes on to be, she gets her debut wrestling in, for Raw. Um, yeah. WWE Raw. Yeah. Uh, and then becomes Diva Champion. And The Rock. Oh, so good. Just. Yes. Sprinkled in and out through this movie. He shows up in London. He's the beginning of the movie um, mm-hmm. with some footage of him wrestling. He shows up again to tell her that she's going to wrestle for Raw. So we just get a nice, like, light dusting of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It, Dwayne Johnson is essentially lemon zest in this yes. movie. Yes, yes, yes. And it's fucking perfect. It's, I mean, we could always deal with more Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That is the nature of this mm-hmm. podcast. But for the purposes of this movie, pretty spot on. Yeah, they got just the right amount of Dwayne for this. Yeah, they really did. So that's the plot in a nutshell. She becomes the diva champion, uh, and life is good. Which brings me to Sam. What do you mm-hmm. think of this movie? I was kind of bored by it. I'm going to murder you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I I wanted to like it so bad. And it's like, I don't know if it was the suboptimal watching conditions. It was. Or what. It was, my guy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but I I just felt pretty numb watching this one. Um, okay. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to kill I'm you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. You should be, because as I texted you, Breaking breaking our rules a little bit to give you a peek at what I thought of this movie. Sam, this is my favorite thing we've ever watched ever for this podcast. I need to know why. Okay. I, like, because I can see how it's a good movie and that, like, by watching it at 36,000 feet while sitting on, again, just the... The sort of plain equivalent of a toilet full of diarrhea known as an American Airlines flight. Mm-hmm. Fly Delta. Yeah, Fly Delta. Um, like, I, I can see how that's maybe suboptimal. Oh, BT Dubs, American didn't even have their entertainment enabled on their app on that three-hour flight. Mm-hmm. So 
good job, American. You can't do anything right, you fucks. You can't even watch Sex in the City reruns with their no. shitty entertainment app. So, like, I wanted, I really did want to like this one. Yeah. And I I did for a bit, I think it's once it got into the sports movie part of it that I, I kind of started losing it. Yeah. So walk me through it. Okay. Well, I'm just going to blast off facts about this movie. So one, I'm pretty sure this is the highest rated Rotten Tomatoes film we've seen from Dwayne the Rock Johnson. This is a 93% oh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy shit. Yes, dude. Okay. Which is above above the Tom Hanks average by a lot. I looked this yeah. up. Yeah. Because uh, Tom had a, like 10 movies above 90% in Rotten Tomatoes. The rest below mm-hmm. that. So this blowing a lot of the Tom Hanks catalog out of the water in terms okay. of rating, which doesn't yeah. necessarily mean anything. Toy Story consistently rates no matter what Toy Story as a 99%, which is fucking bullshit because three is yeah. bad. Four is incredibly boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I just needed to blast Toy Story for a second. Oh, hey, no, that's fine. It's not a very good movie. Just the first one was. Yeah, just the first one, folks at home. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. This movie, one, it's just really expertly crafted. It has a... Okay, so for one, casting is impeccable. Everybody... Yes, I, I will grant you that. Yeah. Casting is spot on. Nick Frost is the dad. Absolutely killing it. And on top of that, everybody... Because this is a true story. Everybody looks like the person they're portraying. Creepily so. Yes, creepily so. Um, which uh, is crazy. Like, I looked up uh, just on the uh, while we were taxiing to the gate uh, page. Mm-hmm. And it, like, are we are we sure Paige wasn't actually just Florence Pugh? Yeah, isn't it crazy? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody in this movie, and this is something I was talking to my roommate about, because usually in America, when we make movies like this, we sort of sex it up. You give everybody the yeah. hotter version of themselves. Right. Uh, so I'm wondering if it's just the fact that it's a British production that uh, they didn't do that. They cast based on talent and based on the the looks that they're presenting as far as how close they could get to the mm-hmm. original people and it, it just works because at the very end you get like snippets of the real life people talking yeah. and then you're just like god damn these people are like clones of uh the actors that i just watched give me this movie yeah and like the, e- even just the the way they like act and and speak is really similar yes. to the actors portrayals yes 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 so that's, I mean, that's neither here nor there, though, in terms of quality. So here's my big shtick with this movie. One, I'm a okay. huge sucker for sports movies. Love me a sports okay. movie. Two, this is a really good sports movie. Because the point is not, will Paige win? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even expect her to win the final fight that she has with that other wrestler, whose name I right. do not remember. Um, AJ Cook, I a- think. AJ Lee, I think, isn't it? I have no idea. Yeah, who knows? We're going to get angry fan mail from people who actually follow WWE. Um, yeah, whatever, man. I was on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the point is not so much will she win, which is always the fixation of stuff like, uh, what was that football movie we watched in high school? Uh, remember the Titans? Remember the Titans, yeah. It's less about, it's it's less like that movie. Where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, are they going to win the championship? It's just about Paige figuring out herself. Because she's an 18-year-old kid. Uh, yeah. Which, fig- I like, pretty fucking wild that she was 18 and did that. Yes, exactly. Like, you're 18, you don't know what you're doing. Like, Mm-mm. with your body, with your life, with anything. Um, Yeah, so she's figuring this all out. And that's the focus of the movie, which I found really heartwarming. Um. It's pretty funny. There's some good funny moments in this movie. Yes. Okay, um, I will grant you that. Like, there are some really great lines, particularly when they're at dinner with uh, Zach's girlfriend's parents. Yeah, who are quite posh. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, like when Nick Frost says something about bollocks and then he goes, sorry, ball, ball bag. bag. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the family's really endearing. So I loved, uh, I mean, because within the first 10 minutes of this movie, we're introduced to the family. They're wrestling. They're talking about doing drugs. Uh, mm-hmm. They're really encouraging to their kids. They're really loving. Like, they're just a badass family. Yes. So I'm rooting for them from the get-go. Um, yeah, and then the entire the entire narrative that's built around them is just awesome. Fuck yeah, Sam. Just this movie. It's so good. So here's the weird thing. I I don't disagree with you on any of this. Yeah. So it may just be that this is a great movie that I watched in the worst possible way. <laughs> and whose fault is that, Sam? American Airlines. <laughs> great answer. I guarantee you if I had watched this movie on a Delta flight, I would have loved it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Probably. So again, thank you for sponsoring this episode, Delta. <laughs> um, I look forward we'll to We'll invoice you. Yeah, <laughs> services rendered. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I got I got a lot of notes on this movie that I'm happy to jump into, but I just again want to emphasize that for once. Okay, I'll say this, Sam. I got mm-hmm. genuinely choked up by the end of this movie, and here's the thing okay. with this: I'm uh-huh. pretty sure this is the first time ever in the history of this podcast that I've gotten pretty genuinely choked up. About a film. Really? Yeah, I think even, so. Even uh, uh, the Mr. Rogers movie? Yes. God damn. Yeah, dude. Took took in both times. Took in the Mr. Rogers. Every, uh, not everything's good in the neighborhood. Everything's That's... good in the neighborhood. The Mr. <laughs> Rogers movie. You know what Mr. Rogers used to say? Everything's good in the neighborhood. Um, yeah, I genuinely loved that movie as well but i think this one for whatever reason really hit me where i was living and hmm. uh really wanted to see Paige succeed so was pretty yeah, stoked I, I think what i mostly got hung up on is that i really do not understand wrestling mm, okay now i do we've talked about this i don't have a ton of knowledge about wrestling but i do have a window into it somewhat I mean, like, at a fundamental level. Mm. I do not understand what wrestling is because I thought it was, like, heavily choreographed fake fights. Yes. But what I'm getting is that it perhaps is not. Um, It is. The ending to this movie is a little... Everything is scripted. It has to be, for safety reasons. Uh, okay. So the ending of this movie where it's sort of a surprise that Paige wins, definitely not. That's a little bit of creative license. For okay, sure. so like she would have known ahead of time that she was going to win that? Almost certainly, yeah. Okay, so is wrestling just aggressive ballet? Well, they, they talk about this in the movie. It's soap opera. Y- yeah, but... I see. I think soap opera is not. I think it does it a disservice. Mm, okay. Because soap opera does one thing, and that's drama. Yeah. It does not do choreography. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. So I can see what you're saying. Yeah. There's some. There's some crossover. It's. It's. Uh. Yeah. Choreographed aggressive ballet. Or, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Is. Is wrestling just opera? I think wrestling might just be... I was about to say this, but I don't know enough about opera, unlike you, who's a true opera aficionado. Oh, well, uh, let me crack my opera gloves. <laughs> um, Yeah, dude. I mean, it's got drama, it's got choreography, it's got singing, which uh, wrestling does. Well, wrestling has music. It has theme songs for all the characters. Holy shit, wrestling is opera. Yeah, wrestling is just like really accessible spandex opera. Yeah, it's English opera, but like good because folks 
if you take in an opera, I would highly recommend you don't pick one that's in English. Yeah, not a great vehicle for opera. No, no, uh, go for like Italian or French. Yeah, those are those are pretty good. Yeah, for sure. So, and I don't know. I've watched a lot of Glow at this point in my life. Like, uh-huh. uh huh. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say that I'm a wrestling fan. I still think there's a big distance between me and unironically fully enjoying like a WWE Raw night. Uh, uh-huh. But that being said, I am gaining an appreciation for it that I didn't expect okay. out of this season. Okay. I You know, I, having a better understanding of what it is, I, th- I think I could get into it. Yeah. I um, think we all could. I think if we just put down our biases... Looked beyond the spandex nuts uh, that are constantly being thrown at us through wrestling. If we can get beyond the ball bags and spandex, I think mm-hmm. what we'd find is a pretty beautiful little little nugget. Yeah, I mean, would it be nicer if the WWE uh, did not uh, classify all the wrestlers as contractors and thus deny them health care? Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Hey, mm-hmm. Vince McMahon, you sack of shit. Yeah, the American Airlines of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe you should pay these people and give them health care. You fuck. Yeah, that would be nice. I did think about that when she's like. I got signed by the WWE for their development league, and part of me wanted to be like, you're not going to like their healthcare plans. But she's no. got NHS. She's from England, so she's fucking fine. True. That is true. Yeah. Um. So I, I do want to talk about Dwayne in this. Yes, please. But uh, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of money from Delta Airlines because they're a wonderful company and a better airline. (laughs) Um, And uh, they actually said that I am more than welcome to use that money to buy some rock stocks. Nice. Weird that they're dictating what you get to do with that money, but... uh, Well, you know, like, they just want to make sure it doesn't go to, like, a fucking monster company like American Airlines. (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy if you got a big fat check from Delta and then immediately bought a bunch of flights through American Airlines like a fucking moron? God, I right? What a that's an act of terrorism, I'm pretty yeah, sure. It's it's against some law. It's almost certainly. Yeah. Uh but in any case, uh let's take that that good good Delta money uh to go get some rock stocks. Sounds good to me. So, yeah, we need to talk about Dwayne in this movie. Yes, please. Um, because he makes some brief appearances, and they're very good. Yes, extremely good. Also, is this and, the first time we've ever seen Dwayne The Rock Johnson play himself in a movie? I believe so. And it's also the first time we've actually seen The Rock, the the wrestling character. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, and... Let me tell you, that transformation was something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but he he drops all these little these little breadcrumbs for us, starting with the fact that it sounds like he chooses to shave his head. Hmm. Now I missed this. What's the evidence here? Um. Well, shit, man. This was uh. <laughs> like a a day and several American Airlines flights ago, so you're gonna have to excuse uh, excuse some level of brain scramblage. Yeah. Um, but they say something about how he looked good with hair and also without, and then he said something like, "It's a choice. It's a good choice, but a choice." Hmm. So so the theory is that unlike myself, a man with uh shall we say, some follicle deficiencies, that Dwayne, Dwayne could have a full head of hair if and he wanted to. See, that's what I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I don't assume 
I think he and Vin Diesel are in the same bucket, my guy. Yeah, I th- I think he tells himself it's a choice so that he feels a bit better. Yeah. But it does seem like he has to do that. Yes. Also, did you pick up on the Vin Diesel joke that was tucked away into this movie? Uh, my guy, uh, that's exactly what I was going to get into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the just delicious little tidbit of, uh, like, uh, who is this, Vin Diesel? Let's hope not. Yes, he's talking to her dad, and her dad is like uh, something about is this Vin Diesel or no? I'm Vin Diesel. That's what he says. He says I'm the Rock, yes. and her dad is like, well, I'm fucking Vin Diesel, mate. And the Rock says, I hope not. <laughs> yes, and so for me, that is confirmation that by 2019, Dwayne Johnson hates Vin Diesel oh, like I do. Yeah, a hunt like. So much, man. Be- I mean, they put it in the movie. This is people. Yeah. This movie is written and directed by Stephen Merchant. Like, the yeah. stink <laughs> on this relationship smells so bad that other people are smelling what The Rock is cooking. Re Vin Diesel. Do you think Stephen Merchant has text messages on his phone of Dwayne Johnson being like, ugh, this fucking guy? <laughs> I hate Vin Diesel so much. I want to break his legs and shove them down his throat and choke him to death with him. Yeah. Do you think it's exactly like what you and I do when Vin Diesel does something, which is always a bad thing? Um, (laughs) And we send each other news coverage of this and go, this fucking asshole. Do you think that's the exact text relationship that Dwayne has with Stephen Merchant? It has to be, though I imagine, uh, unlike when we do it like when uh the news came out that justin lynn quit the new fast and furious movie Mm -hmm. uh Dwayne sent that to steven merchant and was like i knew justin could do it what a champ what a poor poor (laughs) bastard vin diesel is i hope he dies yeah yeah so love that the proof was in the pudding in this flick as far as their relationship goes it's pretty peak. Absolutely. Um, now, did you get worried that Dwayne just had a very small cameo in this and, and as such it would not actually count as a movie for this season? Yes. Although I will say that I genuinely wanted to see this movie back in 2019 and just never got around to it. So I was excited mm-hmm. to watch it either way. But, yeah, man. So the time to rock the TTR on this one is 22 minutes exactly uh jesus yeah so we go 22 minutes without seeing Dwayne, and then after we see him very briefly i did kind of wonder if that like four minute segment was the most we were gonna see of Dwayne the rock johnson in this movie but yeah i will refer you to the beginning of this movie mm-hmm. that is nothing but footage of the rock wrestling so it is so much wrestling footage of, of mr the rock yeah yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, I even wrote in my notes. Will he come back? Mm-hmm. And he did for he did. another, let's say, ten minute segment. Yeah, so it counts. It's yeah. more than uh, Tom Hanks in the Great Fuck How Hard. <laughs> yeah, I think it definitely. So we. To part the kimono even further than I already have on this episode, we have definite rules around what counts as a movie that we have to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, how many minutes of cameo. And this one this one absolutely has too many minutes of Dwayne The Rock Johnson to just be a walk-off cameo that we don't have to watch. So, And I would say they're load-bearing minutes. Oh, they're critical, which is, I think, another determining factor. And us needing to watch this one. Because, I mean, the man delivers the news to Paige that she's going to be on national TV. Uh, Yes. So, yeah. Because, you know, like, you go to the great fuck how hard, and you could cut Tom out of that movie, and it'd be the same movie. You could cut John Malkovich out of that movie. (laughs) 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 So that it's just uh, Colin Hanks standing in an empty theater? Yeah. And uh, you'd shave off an hour and 15 minutes of an hour and 20 minutes. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it'd be <laughs> an artsy film, but maybe a better one. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but here's here's what I really want to get into. Okay. And here's what I pondered uh, a fair bit. What's our wrestling persona? Our joint wrestling persona or our individual wrestling Ooh. persona? Poor Canelo Stos. Okay, 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 okay. Yes. All right. Well, let's start individually. Now, wrestling personas, you like this movie points out, you want to be yourself. Mm-hmm. You just want yeah. to be like, and The Rock explicitly says this, you want to be Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Just an exaggerated form of Dwayne the yes. Rock Johnson. Um, so I. Th- <laughs> oh no, Sam! I think one of my defining characteristics is that I am I am a very nice and amicable dude. Oh no! So I think the exaggerated version of me is very apologetic in the ring, and oh, just no. wants to have a chill. Maybe I walk on to fish. Like, my walk-up music is, like, uh, You Enjoy mm-hmm. Myself by Fish. Um, oh, God. And I'm wearing, like, loafers mm-hmm. and <laughs> a nice tech startup t-shirt. Jesus, dude. This is <clears throat> sad. Yeah, this is... I don't know that I'd watch me. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I'd be bringing much to the ring. Sam, hopefully you've got something a little bit better. Oh, I think I do. Uh, because Luke, I'm the Kvetch. <laughs> oh, please tell me more. Just an angry, old <laughs> Jewish man <laughs> who complains a whole lot yeah. and doesn't like American Airlines. Uh, and I, I walk into the ring... With Kletzmer music playing. No, God. (laughs) Off of an old vinyl. Because that shit only exists on vinyl from like the 50s. You say that? I actually, Kenna bought me a CD a few years back of a Kletzmer album called The Search for the Golden Dreidel. And my guy, it fucking slaps. (laughs) It's legitimately excellent. (laughs) I think you found the only modern Kletzmer record. Um, (laughs) They don't like someone like, hey, we haven't made one of these in like 40 years. Should we do one? And they're like, yeah, it's probably about time. I bet there's one dipshit in Arkansas who will buy it. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, so so just a real heel character. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Uh, just the kvetch, I, every time I go, hey, you call this a ring? Ah, fuck you. Ah. <laughs> and it's just a lot of that. But we don't get into, like, anti-Semitic tropes with, like, a hook nose or anything. No. I just complain a whole lot, like, oi, my back. Yeah, um, we let the anti-Semitism that, come from the audience, because you know it would. That would oh, be an immediate... 100%. <laughs> My guy, I'm shocked that it didn't come from the audience in this movie. Yeah. Because the audience is shown to be pretty shitty. Yeah, they specifically deal a lot in this movie with dealing with the audience. Mm -hmm. As if the audience is a hostile, like a a wild animal that you have to win over uh, or it will tear you to pieces. Which seems pretty accurate. Yeah, especially in Florida. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I think um, I complain a lot, and also, much like I am in real life, I would be exceedingly weak. Mm, yeah. So, if I ever win a fight, I think it's going to be through sort of emotional and psychological abuse, <laughs> rather than any sort of physical action. Yeah. I could see that. That could be really powerful. Maybe that's your deal. Because, again, everything's scripted for safety reasons. Maybe yeah, at some I'll, point... I'll need it to be as weak as I am. Yeah. Maybe at some point they really give you a run for it. Where you mm-hmm. get to, like, belittle your opponent or get into their head psychologically and really tear them yeah. down. And it's sort of the Werner Herzog level thinky. 
it's a think yeah. piece and it really challenges the audience and they're they're not gonna go for it my guy no they absolutely won't and and that's how i'll get them because they'll love to hate me mm-hmm. they'll love to hate the kvetch and not because he's jewish hopefully but but because he's very hateful yeah i mean as far as heel characters go it's pretty incredible, actually. <laughs> I think because <laughs> this is the most heelish heel I've ever heard of. Uh, yeah, I think this could really, really work. It's got a lot of power to it. You just you got to be really careful how you handle it. Yeah, because one wrong move and um, the anti defamation league is coming for you. Mm-hmm. I also love that your character is this heel type. And what I've mm-hmm. posited is that I'm the exact opposite, like the yes. polar other end of the spectrum from a heel, yeah. which is not a face. I mean, it should be, but I don't I don't even think there's a word for what I would be. Canadian? A Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of my skull. Fuck, man. <laughs> um, though, imagine if... If our personas fought each other in the ring, because a there would not be a fight. No, because you wouldn't want to do a hit, and again, too weak. So I'd just be tearing you down, I guess. But mm-hmm. I think you would just be like agreeing and apologizing. Yes, which, which I think would irritate me so much that I would drop dead in the ring. Yeah, I think I'd win the fight because of that. Uh, but yeah. then even that wouldn't feel good. Like, I want us both to win. <laughs> I want us both yeah. to walk away feeling like winners. So. so you would die from guilt and there would be no winner. And no one in Jacksonville, Florida at the arena is going to understand. They're just going to be very pissed that no one got hit in the head with a chair. It would be the first WWE blue ball. <laughs> Welcome to WWE Raw Blue Ball. <laughs> um, can I also just toss out a a couple Jewish wrestler names that I came up with I on wish, the flight? I wish you would. Uh, menacing Menachem <laughs> and Shimon Shlamazel. Okay. Okay. And that's that's all I that's got. That's it. Not and, the uh, not the, the Hebrew the, hammer. Weirdly. Well, no, that's that's low hanging fruit. Yeah. So so <laughs> I had menacing Menachem, Shimon Shlamazel, and the Kvetch. Yeah, the Kvetch so. is really powerful. I have to say. I'm, I, honestly, I would be proud to embody the Kvetch. Yeah, I think anybody would. Uh, but you in particular, if I were to cast it, I think I'd pick you, Sam. Thank you. I mean, honestly, I I do think the first 15 minutes of this podcast was basically my demo tape. (laughs) Yeah, we'll send it to the WWE. Maybe Vince Vaughn will bring you into the training camp. (laughs) Yeah, he'll be like, you know what? You got no body strength, but I like what you say about American Airlines. Yeah, we all do. Hey, I forgot to mention that Vince Vaughn's in this movie as the training coach. Yeah, he's Uh, here. He's here, everybody. Big big round of applause for Vince yeah. Vaughn. Uh, well, Luke, do you do you have anything else to say? Let me peep the old notes really quick. Um. Oh, I had an alternate. The Rock is cooking for you this week. Ooh, okay. Let me hear. It. Uh, this week I can smell The Rock is cooking fish and chips. Fish and chips, aye. Yeah. Oi. Turns out, um, just a fun little fact, he uh, he found out about this wrestling family on like a little like I guess BBC documentary sort of thing mm-hmm. while he was in London filming Fast and Furious Six. Damn, that's and awesome. Apparently, he like saw it and went, "I want to make a movie about this." Holy shit! Yeah, that's legit. It's incredible. Um. No, man, I think that's it. Because we covered the Vin Diesel thing, and that was sort of the big nugget I had in my back pocket. So. Good deal. Good deal. Well, 
Uh, Luke, let's uh, look forward to uh, next week. Mm-hmm. Where um, we'll be watching 2019's Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and, and Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. Which is, so, uh, yeah. Have you seen uh, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw? I have not. And I know for a fact that you have not either. No. But we are in a weird position because we've already pitched <laughs> what we think Hobbs and Shaw is going to be from the last Fast and Furious movie. So Shit, did we? Yeah, we, we kind of did pitch what we think it's going to be. Um, I've already forgotten it. Yeah. So let me let me just take the take a quick swing at this one, and I'll pitch something completely different. Okay. Hobbs and Shaw is you've got mail, but oh, with Jason Statham and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I mean exact same plot. Everything is is identical. It's just these two very beefy men, uh, trying to get a meet cute going. Oh, big yawn. You've earned that one, buddy. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I, I <laughs> folks, I don't know if I mentioned this. I'm legit fresh from my flight home. Yeah. So it's it's been a long couple days thanks to American Airlines. Fucking dog shit. I yeah. would rather eat fucking dog shit than fly on American Airlines ever again. Yep, yep, yep. Well, what do you think anyway. Hobbs and Shaw is about? Well, uh, See, I love your idea of making this a cute sort of thing, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to undermine the hardcore fast action of the Fast and Furious brand. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this is a movie that is like basically a documentary of Dwayne Johnson plotting to kill Vin Diesel. Yes. Do you know how much money I would pay to watch that? Because it's oh, a lot. It is. It is my life savings. Mm-hmm. Nice. God, is, he, I, is he planning it with Jason Statham? Like, what's the oh, situation? Oh, 100%. Because okay. yeah, yeah, you yeah. know Jason hates Vin, too. Yeah, they've both got a grudge, I feel like, at yeah. this point. And so they're hanging out, I guess, with Idris Elba. And they're like, we're going to fuck this bald bastard up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then Dwayne and Jason look at Idris, and they're like, hey, now, easy on the bald talk. Yeah. And and it's, it's chock-a-block with laughs, especially when Dwayne tears Vin's head off and jams it onto a pike. Yeah. Sort of Northman so. style. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, uh, I think I, I, either one of these will be pretty good to watch. Yeah. As will, I guess, the real Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Really um, looking forward to this one. Gotta say, I'm, this is our last foray to the Fast and Furious universe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, feeling pretty good about this offshoot, the spinoff that we're going to have oh, to yeah. consume. I'm pretty pumped because they had some chemistry, and I can't wait to watch a fuck in this one. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be juicy. Oh yes. Um, I'm also very excited to watch a movie uh, on the ground this mm-hmm. time. <laughs> so, uh, so folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. And you can send us an email at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I was going to ask if, uh, if anyone wanted to. Oh, if you're from Delta. And you would like to sponsor an episode of this podcast? We'll take like a dollar. Yeah. Um, I w- I would love to sponsor your incredible airline. Yeah. Um, just my favorite. So, um, and then also, uh, check us out on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash HanksyPanksy. We got a lot of fun stuff over there. Uh, if you if you join at the, ooh, I think it's three three dollars a month. Yeah. Level. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can vote to to pick the movie every month. Maybe it's five dollars. I don't really remember. It's been a long couple days, folks, but we got some fun <laughs> stuff. We've got 
now, now this is podcasting, a soon-to-be-continued uh, miniseries where we watch all the Star Wars movies. Anyway, I uh, also want to give a shout-out to Hanks' heroes, Russell, Tuck, Daniel. I would never make you fly American Airlines, and I will only book you on Delta. Luke, do you have a final quote? I do. It's an all-time favorite line for me, and it is, Well, dick me dead and bury me pregnant. Fuck, it is brilliant. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I should give this movie another chance. Yeah, you um, really should. Well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Rock Bottom. We'll be back next week with 2019's Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw.